Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the Real Collective Podcast. As always, I am Sean Tasse, your host here, joined with a special guest, Cassandra Henry from Transform Spaces. Thanks so much for joining us today, Cassandra. Uh, in a second, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. But before I do, I want to remind everybody to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and share this with somebody who you think might really benefit from a bit of the conversation that we're having today. Of course, if you'd like to schedule an appointment with me directly, you can do it right below in the Calendly link. I imagine you might have some way for people to get a hold of you too, right, Cassandra? Yeah? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> well, and we'll, we'll, we'll jump into that in a second. Um, yeah, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thanks for the listen. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, then you can uh, see our excellent faces and, and, and our wonderful <laughs> expressions. Uh, yeah, so that's great. Cassandra, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, about your, 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 your company, your business, what you're thinking and, 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 and why people need to uh, hear more about you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Sean. I'm super grateful. As we were saying um, previously, I love podcasts. I honestly listen to podcasts all day, every day driving to work while working on the way home. So I super appreciate people who host podcasts. It's a lot of work. So um, thank you so much for having me. My name is Cassandra. You can call me Cass. Um, Sean and I met through him. Well, I guess we've been Facebook friends for a little while, but Sean was super nice to refer a client of his to myself. And she was in, she was feeling a little stressed and overwhelmed with all the clutter before listing herself to her, <laughs> not herself her home to sell. And so I was able to go in and really help expedite the, the process to declutter and get everything packed up and clutter free so that Sean could go ahead and list the house um, very quickly. And so that's essentially what I do. I don't always just focus on helping people declutter before they move, but honestly, that is one of my um, most fun um, projects or clients, if you will, to work with because they have no choice but to make those decisions. It's either going to be packed, it's going to be sold, or it's going to be gotten rid of, and it all has to go. Um, so I love that because it, it it requires a lot of decisiveness. I've been in business for, um, I'm coming up on my seventh year. So I started Transform Spaces. Originally, it was Cass's Decluttering Solutions, um, but I rebranded after a year because I felt like I was really just transforming spaces. It's been so fun. Prior to that, I was a personal support worker, so I helped um, people with develop developmental delays. I worked in the hospitals. I worked in um, group homes, so that was a lot of fun, but I felt like I didn't have any energy at the end of the day. Now, sometimes I don't have enough energy to tidy my space after I tidy everyone else's. However, that's kind of like cleaners or people that fix their cars, right? They oftentimes have broken cars, but nevertheless, less is always best. So it's easier to maintain. Um, the most common thing that people will message me about when reaching out to me to have my help is they'll say, help, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I don't know where to start. It's the most common. And so that's essentially what I do is I help people declutter and organize their homes. I mostly work with families, but I work with everybody that you can think of and um yeah it's just so much fun because you're not just helping people with their stuff creating these systems gives back people their time their sanity helps with relationships and just so much more so it's really just it's a lot more than just dealing with stuff and that's what I love most about it well you made a you made a comment earlier about how it's the declutter is not just the 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 declutter of stuff but it's also a declutter of like 
your 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 necessarily your brain but like the the clutter that lives without of you sometimes also lives within you and helping people go through the process of not just decluttering their space but decluttering their mind I think is what you said right yeah yeah so and 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 that's and and when you talk about you know um being a PSW and 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 working in group homes the thing that, that that I hear is that the place that you're coming from is a place of compassion right when you're when you're helping people because a lot of the times it's it's a it's an outward manifestation of what's happening on the inside. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How do you, how do you go into those spaces and, and, and help these people, uh, you know, not just with the, okay, Hey, we're going to declutter your space, but get over that hurdle. Not to say that people are hoarders, but just stuff piles up over time. Right. And so mm-hmm. how, how do you, how do you do that? How do you help them get over that hurdle so that they can move forward? Yeah. I I feel like the moment I walk into the door, um, people are so trusting, which is helpful because they're essentially giving everything to me. They're giving me uh, permission to look through their items. They're giving me permission to take away items at the end of the day. They're trusting me to help them make proper decisions. Um, and they're trusting me with their emotions as well, because they'll break down as the moment I meet with them. Um, or throughout the session or whatever it may be so there's a there's an immediate connection right there and I feel like that's important and I don't take that lightly Um, something that I value about myself is being able to recognize people's emotions and I know how to either uh, approach the situation like gung-ho like let's get started like let's like Tasmanian devil through this depending on if they're kind of giving off that energy or if they're feeling scared or anxious or nervous, we go at it very, at a very slower approach. Like this week I was working with a lovely 92 year old woman who's downsizing. And I'm like, if only I could be downsizing at 92, that's pretty awesome. But oftentimes, you know, she was breaking down, she's feeling emotional and I would just take her hand and I'd say, you know what? we can just take a little break here. You're doing an amazing job. Pat yourself on the back, like recognize how, how great you're doing. So I gave a lot of positive affirmations. I invite them to take breaks as often as they need, but some people, they just need, um, as well to just rush through because they're like, okay, I just, I'm ready. I've prepared myself. Let's just go. So, uh, I think a lot of it is just reading the room. Um, that's something that I really love to do. I've been doing that forever. Um, just my upbringing, you kind of just learn how to read the room and you kind of go in that direction of however you need to. Um, and so the moment I walk in, I just, you know, we just introduce ourselves and we just take a tour of the house and I'm listening everything that they say, their struggles, their wants, their needs, their desires. I'm listening to everything um, in each area and taking a mental note. And then from there, I kind of take a collective, you know, like consensus of what they think they want to start with and versus what I feel like um, we should start with. And I'll voice that to them. And then we decide on a starting spot and then we just begin. So it's, uh, yeah. I think, I think it's a, I think it's a really neat, uh, space to be in, like in terms of, in terms of your, your, your vocation, your, your, your profession, uh, because you, 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 you do get a chance to be very intimate with people, right. And, and not just in their space, but also with their stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's the same with us. And sometimes we'll go into someone who's been there for 40 years. Right. And it's, it's hard. It's really hard 
to let go of a house. And it's imagine it's also really hard to let go of the stuff that's in the house, right? Um, and, and, and so it's a, it is an intimate conversation. And you, especially for, for a lot of these older people, you do need to be slower, right? You do need to be cognizant of it uh, and, 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 and take on the care, right? Like, how do you, how do you come away at the end of the day and, and, and not take on the stuff for people? Like, how do you not internalize the struggles that other people are going through and, and, and come away at the end and be like, yeah, okay, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm doing my own thing. Like, how do you separate yourself? Because I take, I internalize a lot of the stuff that people share with me, right? Yeah. We, I work with them hours and hours and hours at a time. Like five hours is my session, five to eight hours. Um, so we're able to process that together. Like as we're decluttering, they're also chatting and divulging a lot of personal information. And a lot of it is very heartbreaking. And I feel like as they work through their stuff with me, I can help them move through not just their physical, but like I mentioned, their mental as well. I feel like I'm a therapist. Um, I hold space for them in my heart because uh, what a lot of them have been through is not not fair if that's the appropriate word I'm not sure I just pray that you know they find peace after what they've gone through and I just know that I'm helping them in in ways that in in different ways and I feel like a lot a lot of times they'll be like our session together was better than you know months in therapy and so I feel like people just need a listening ear um compassion and um and so yeah I, I feel like I'm just able to help and by helping I can just release that at the end yeah. And, and, and you're right. At the, at the end, you've got something tangible to show for it. Is that not just we had this conversation, but all of these outward manifestations of change. So maybe there's an opportunity for the for the for the inward manifestations uh, to change. The, the, the thing that hits me uh, really is that the space that you're coming from is not is like is like an inclusive, non-judgmental space. Right. When you're walking to someone's house, you're like, hey, you be whoever you are. And, and I'm and I'm I'm willing to accept you uh, or whatever it is. And it's it's a honestly it's a breath of fresh air it's it's lovely right and i think uh, uh, the the reason why people are so willing to open up to you is probably because you're just the way that you are right non non threatening very supportive and uh, yeah i think a lot a lot of people could likely benefit from from your services uh, so tell me tell me about the the sort of the easiest one that you've ever done and then maybe more exciting would be the hardest one that you can think of that you've ever done oh that's a good question I was actually just with a client of mine who has been the easiest and one of the most fun to work with I mean I've been doing this for seven years so there's been a lot of easy ones but I would say a client of mine that I was working with she was just so ready and the the we reminisced because I was working with her like probably once or twice a week for a like a month or two and we were just going through her whole house and we built like a friendship so I really do value that and so yesterday we were going down memory lane I'm like this is the exact spot that we parked our butts our first session and we went through the games and I was like you were a rock star that day you got rid of so much so fast and we just kept going through each room it's like yes no yes no yes no like she was so decisive I filled up my car and sometimes even her car at the end of each day and so that would probably be the easiest, um, the easiest when they are the most decisive because it doesn't like each item doesn't take like five minutes to decide. 
Um, I was in one, uh, the hardest, I feel like this was the hardest one. This was several years back. Maybe I was in my second year of business or something, second or third year. Um, I walk in and you couldn't move. And this was a hoarding situation and it just, it just broke my heart. Um, it, the, the, there was no room on the counters, on the floors, on the bed, in the bathtub, everywhere was stuffed with, with items. And, um, I had a, a, a person work with, working with me at that time. Um, and so she was there with me trying to help like navigate this space. And we, we got a lot of leeway, but the client, she, I, I, I met her once, but then each time I would show up again, she just wouldn't be there. And she, she couldn't, it's like she couldn't face her space with us being there. Um, yeah, she wouldn't even show up to her own home. Usually, some, like oftentimes if I'm working with a hoarder or something, they'll come, but then they'll like leave to go do an errand, but sometimes they just won't come back as well. And I feel for them, um, but unfortunately I can't do anything when when they're not there in hoarding situations. I'll do what I can, but oftentimes it's doing more harm than good because when I came back, it was all undone and then some. And so eventually I just had to say, I'm so sorry, but I I don't know how how to help. And I and I don't want to take up any more of your money or your time. And I feel like this is better suited for a specialist. So with that said, I don't work with hoarders. I only work with people who are ready, willing, um, and able to make those decisions. Because as much as some people will say, I am ready, I'll know that the moment I meet you. Um, when I ask you, you know, a couple of questions, I'll know right away whether um you are ready or not. And the the biggest part is that it, I don't like to waste people's time or money. Like I mentioned, like I could go and tidy here, tidy there and get paid to do it. But that's not why I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this to really help. And if I feel like I can't do that, then I'm going to suggest them to find a, a specialist. Yeah, I think that, I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's important knowing the limitations, right? Because as much as as much as you want to help, there's times where, uh, you know, we always tell people, look, you know, there might be something that you need from me that I'm not able to achieve. And I'd rather turn you down as a client now as opposed to let you down as a client later. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good one. I'm going to use that. <laughs> well, listen, I think it's a good place to take a quick uh, break. We can uh, have a word from our sponsors. And uh, as always, guys, uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, share this with anybody who you think might have some real value here in the second half we're going to do a little bit more q a we'll talk about what some of the questions are that you asked to people to determine whether they're ready or not uh i think that'll be that'll be neat we can maybe role play a little bit who knows uh hit that like button subscribe share the channel uh if you like it uh, click uh apple podcast spotify uh youtube all of those things uh you can book an appointment with either me or cast directly below in those calendly links and uh, we'll see you on the other side this episode of the Real Collective podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best-in-class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients, including first-time buyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury 
properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the Real Collective Podcast. If you are just joining us, that's really weird that you skipped forward to the second half. But if you are not and you stood, stood through that entire commercial of uh, two minutes uh, of self promotional stuff. Thanks for doing so. Uh, we're talking today with Cass Henry of Transform Spaces. As always, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and share it with somebody who you think might be interested in this conversation. Schedule an appointment with either of us in the Calendly links below. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you very much. If you're watching on YouTube, hi, you can see me waving. And cats waving. <laughs> so uh, we'll just jump right back into it on the second half. Uh, we left off talking about what some of the questions are that we ask, uh, that you ask of your clients to see if they're ready to go through the process. So when you show up to the spot, someone said, hey, I want you to come in and you know help me declutter my space. You show up and you've got some particular questions that you ask of people. What are those questions? Yeah, so... Sean, I have people fill out, um, if people are coming to me from their website, I have a little uh, question thing that they fill out. Um, It's very basic. They fill out where they're from and what they're looking for. And then from there, I ask them to send me photos of all of the areas. And from there, I will know based off of the photos, there's a lot of common themes when you see photos. Uh, There'll either be like a very small amount of clutter, a medium or large, like that's kind of how I how I rank it. And from there, I ask them what percentage of the clutter they feel like they want to get rid of. Some people, they'll be like, okay, like 75% it all has to go, 50%, 10, or it all has to stay. If I see a home that is completely cluttered and they say they want to keep it all, uh, that's fine. But if then I'll express to them, there's really nowhere to put the stuff like I can't make it look like the home edit or the perfectly organized space because there's no breathing room. You've maximized your space and there's nowhere for it to go. That's not as common. I and I think because um maybe just the kind of people that I'm starting to attract. But um once I ask them to send me photos and I assess their space, I really just book a session right from there. Um, I will explain to them how many sessions I feel like we should book right away. It's usually one or two. Uh, I don't have them book like, you know, three, four, five sessions right up front if I haven't met them yet, because I like to know how fast they make decisions because how fast they make decisions, you know, it will determine how fast that we go. Um, so we'll, I'll know like right away once I get into the home, but yeah, I, I don't ask so many questions up front per se. I really just assess the photos and I ask them, okay, is this mostly to stay and to organize? Is it to declutter or is it a bit of both? And if so, what percentage would you say is to be, um, gone? And so that's just how I, how I start. Um, I hope that helps. (laughs) So now, so now, so now I'm wondering about specifics. So, if I showed you a picture of my linen closet, you'd be like, "Oh, that's kind of whatever." So, is that like, like a? I feel like a linen closet is like a, a major one that just often gets overlooked. Am I am I wrong in thinking that, or is that like an easy one to tap? It's it'd be so easy to just go in and fold things and organize them properly, and it's yeah. just I don't I put the towels in. They're on top of the bed sheets. 
probably not right. Bed sheets aren't folded right. And you're just like, there's also like, uh, what do we have at the bottom? Uh, uh, um, like, like gift basket, like not gift baskets, but like present uh, 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 bags. Okay, right? so you have like your wrapping stuff in there too. Okay. Everyone's linen closet is different. And I'm so sorry if you can hear the dogs barking in the back. I, there's no mute button for them. <laughs> um, the linen closet, it like it does, like I usually do go eventually in people's linen closet, but it's not a priority. Usually kitchens and basements are a big priority. Um, kids rooms, however, I don't always recommend doing the kids rooms first because kids are kids. And, um, you know, once we tidy it up, it becomes undone quickly. So uh, I don't usually recommend starting there. Kitchens is like doing surgery. We have to like redo the whole thing because the function and the flow of the space that usually I, 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 I ask them how they kind of flow in their space. What is working? What isn't working? And then I go from there. Um, and basement is like a whole other ball game because that becomes oftentimes the the indecisive dumping ground of what do we do with this? Do we keep it? Do we not? We'll just put it here for now. Like famous last words is I'll just put it here for now. It's like, that's just a magnet for clutter. <laughs> We're yeah. all guilty of it. Um, but if we could just zap that phrase in the butt right away, it will limit those piles from piling up any further. Um, yeah. But yeah, basements, like you can look at a photo, but you also don't know how how good people are at stuffing spaces. <laughs> <laughs> like Tetrising things inside. Oh my gosh, yeah. People are very good at stuffing spaces, like thick. Yeah. <laughs> our our excuse has always been, oh well, you know, we might have more kids, so don't get rid of the kids like stuff and it's clothes. Like for us, it's kids' clothes that get packed and stored in the basement. So uh, you know, we're not having any more kids. So we're now like, okay. She's uh, our, our our youngest is ten months old, so like all the zero to six month stuff gone, all the nice. six to month stuff gone. Like just clear it back out and earn the space back. So for sure, you know, yeah. you don't we don't need a, a a jolly jumper anymore. So we don't have a jolly jumper anymore, right? So it's like it's nice to breathe and to sort of get rid of that stuff. Um. So and like so like in the in the kitchen, what do you find like builds up? Is it like a random like tchotchke like little statues and stuff on on shelves or is it like too many plates or too many like uh, cook like cooking like pans and pots and stuff like that or like um utensils like cooking utensils that like never get used is that the sort of thing food mostly um people i feel like people don't go through their their food pantries things like that enough i'll ask people do you want to keep expired food yes or no i don't love to have a gray zone because you know, everything technically has an expiry date, but not everything technically expires. And I hear it all the time. It's like, oh, that doesn't technically expire. It's like, okay, do you want to, do you want to keep expired food or do you want me to have like a maybe pile? The easiest way is just make a decision. Um, or a lot of people will be like, oh, I totally have any expired food, but if it's expired, put it, you know, you can throw it out. And it's, there'll be bags of food. Like, bag big bags of expired food and people are shocked but you know one two three years goes by really fast and you haven't touched it so um food is a big one and then water bottles <laughs> like traveling mugs things like that people collect mugs as well like hot drinking mugs um I don't really understand that because I don't drink coffee or tea or anything like that but that seems to be one where like people just collect a bunch of them and then like random like uh, kitchen um, appliances and like tools and things like that. 
it's like one big spoon can do work in a lot of areas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people want like specific tools for specific things in every area, but it's like, let's just, let's just calm down a little in that department and just some simplicity a bit, unless you have the space and, and that's totally fine. But there's so often like no breathing room in our cupboards. And the more you have, the more you have to wash, the more you got to tidy, you know, just taking up all of your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, and like you say, all of all of your space, and, and and when your space is all full, you don't leave room for, like you say, to to breathe, right? But you also don't leave room for new things, right? So it's like you know, I'm sure I've got a can of chickpeas that has expired that's been sitting in my cupboard. Now that you say it, for for longer than it needs to, right? And it's like, oh, you know what else could I have in my cupboard instead that would be exciting and new and fun and all that sort of thing or yeah just doesn't need to be there right yeah and be- I think that people will buy new stuff but not and this this is the same for every area we buy new stuff because we're not satisfied with what we have but because the stuff we currently have is still good enough we keep it yeah yeah and you don't and you don't give space to allow the new better stuff to come in yeah We'll shift gears a little bit now. We were talking uh, off off camera about about the the work that people need to do for this uh, for this sort of project to be successful. What does that look like? Yeah, I think you're referring to like maintenance and how it got there, right, Sean? Yeah. Um, I oftentimes will say like our clutter speaks to us, and before we before we even tidy up, I like to assess the space as is. Like, please don't tidy up before I come because I can't see what it looked like before. I need to see it in in real time Um, because I need to see what your landing zones look like. I need to see what kind of stuff lands on those spaces. And and that's important for you too, because you get to know your habits, your routines, your rituals, and where those dropping zones are. Not to say those dropping zones are ever going to change because we're habitual humans and we drop our keys in this random spot. I might not change the location where you drop your key. I might just add a hook there for you so it doesn't have to stay on the landing or incorporate like a basket or wherever it may be um, in that spot. But a lot of it is just changing habits and introducing new ones and enforcing like new routines. So if you could incorporate like a nightly pickup, um, you let's say you set a timer for 10, 15 minutes with your, if you have kids, because a lot of parents will blame all the clutter in the house on their kids, even though let's be honest, we're messy too. <laughs> it's just so easy to to pass it off and be like, oh, my kids are so messy. My husband is so messy. But it's like, come on, we got to check in. We're too, we're messy as well. Um, so I think a big thing is taking accountability and then creating those, those scheduled routines. A, a nightly tidy up where you set a timer, you have fun, you turn on music and everyone puts things back, not just dropping it in the room, but actually putting it back to the design like designated home. And that's a that's a problem too. Is a lot of people don't have designated homes for what they have, and that's why clutter builds up. Like the moment you buy something from a store, the 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 moment it enters the house, you have to create a new home for it if it doesn't already belong in a category. And sometimes people don't do that, and it just floats from one shelf to another to another floor, and eventually, like either in the basement, it's like, oh, I forgot I bought that. Well, yeah, because you probably didn't even need it. <laughs> Um, and I can say this stuff because I'm totally guilty of all of this as well. So I'm, I'm not just calling out my clients, but I'm calling out myself as well. Um, 
and 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 asking yourself is having a clear front entry way for example super important to you and if it is then you will stay on top of those new habits and if it's not then you, you know you 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 just got to work on it um, and pay attention to what comes in. And of course, if less, if more goes out and less comes in, you're going to be able to maintain it more, but we like buying stuff, a lot of people. Um, so it's just about, yeah, staying on top of, of that. And it requires maintenance. It's not a one and done. Like you can't just go to the gym. Like a lot of people say, and get a six pack in one day and it stays forever. I wish you got to keep going and maintaining and switching up the routine. If something currently isn't working, you got to change it um so yeah so and and then a, a, a lot of the times um there's there's something going on uh, internally with someone that shows up externally and that's why you're called in to deal with the external um but you found you were saying before like hey i found that i'm i'm helping people go through some internal stuff as well and you've yeah. You're, you're going through the process right now, creating a system that sort of addresses some of that stuff. So uh, I know it's not finished or, or anything like that, but can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you're working towards and building towards and, and why it's important? Yeah. Sean, are you referring to the program that I mentioned? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, um, I just wanted to clarify. So yeah, I have a program called Clutter to Calm. And it's essentially helping people declutter and organize not just their mental space, but their physical space as well, because I find that the two is totally combined, like Sean just mentioned. Um, the first part of the program is creating that foundation, because without laying a foundation of a house, the house just crumbles. So as much as we just want to jump in the house and start living in it, we do need to create the foundational layers. And that's what I feel is most important, because as I said, our clutter speaks. And so without knowing the cause of our clutter, how it comes in, why stuff comes in, why are we buying? Um, why aren't we putting things back to where it's supposed to go? Without knowing those answers, we're only doing quick fixes. And I don't love quick fixes. I like long-term results. And that's what I want for my students and clients as well. And so Clutter to Calm is is starting with the foundation and then moving through to actually doing the decluttering and organizing. And it, it's not always just, it's not always just showing up one day and saying, I want to start decluttering because it's it, a lot of people, it's a lot more difficult than that. It's knowing where to start, knowing how to start, knowing what to do in that area, and even knowing what kind of bins and stuff to do uh, to put in that space. So I provide links for containers that I would suggest to my clients, how to measure out a space, when to buy, how to buy, where to buy, for example, um, where to start. So I, I just give it all to you so that, um, you're never left uh, questioning. Um, I will be doing in the future a live um, group session where we jump on a, a call like this, like on Zoom, and we pop up in our kitchen and everyone is attacking their kitchen that day and um, asking questions live and, you know, supporting each other. It's like, no, no, Cassandra, you don't need three can openers. You can get rid of, you know, two of them and just, you know, being there for one another. Um, and when it's not hosted live, then people will be able to go in and sign up at any time. And then I'll, I also have a support group as well on Facebook so that people can go in, ask questions and also celebrate because I think that accountability and celebration is really important. Like when I was doing my runs for that, the race I had meant that you had asked about before, I did most of my runs alone, but in order to, to celebrate myself, I would pat myself on the back each time. And that's something that I encourage my students and clients to do as well. 
celebrate yourself even when it's not for anyone else or no one else is watching. So that's yeah. clutter to come. I love it. That's awesome. So how can people find you? How can people get a hold of you if they're if they're interested in some of the stuff that you're offering or some of the stuff you're doing? Yeah. So um, if it's all right, I'll give you, Sean, my website. It's transformspaces.ca. Essentially, you can find me anywhere on Facebook, on Instagram at Transformed Spaces. And I also have a podcast. It's called the Transform Your Life podcast. I talk about tricks, tricks and um, all about clutter internally and, and externally. Um, and I will give the link to the clutter to come. It will stay closed. But it within the next two months, when you click it will be open. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's that. Oh, that's great. Well, listen, thanks so much for joining me today. It was an absolute yeah. pleasure, a breath of fresh air. I super enjoyed our time together. Thank um, you. Uh, for everybody who's listening, as always, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, share this with someone who you think might have too much clutter in their house, which is all of us, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thanks so much. If you're watching us on YouTube, again, thank you so much for your patronage, tuning in. All of this has been wonderful. Uh, you can book a, a consultation with either of us. There's a calendar link below to do so. And... Uh, until next time, keep it real. Collective. <laughs>